Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Ugh. Tell me it's Friday. Hey. Tell me it's Friday. Hey. Yo, tell me it's Friday. It's the 411 on getting banking done. Yo, it's Forefront. Credit Union. It's the CU that's got you for what you do when you do. You see, we're local and mobile and social in the community. Now we bring it all in with the unity. That's you and me. Yeah, being what we want to be. Yo, and tell me it's Friday. Hey, tell me it's Friday. Yo, tell me it's Friday. Tell me it's Friday. All right, well, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Tell Me It's Friday. I am joined in the studio today by Heather Patterson. She is the grant administrator. Did I get that right? Correct. You okay, did. <laughs> perfect for the Women's Resource Center. Heather, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Of course. So the reason you're here is because uh, Women's Resource Center was one of those lucky recipients of the Forefront Foundation's 2023 Grant Cycle Award this year. Um, or I should say that la- last year. Now we're in 2024. I, I can't know, get I can't used to that. It. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> it's January 2024. Um So Women's Resource Center was one of those lucky recipients, and I wanted to bring Heather in just to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, kind of what that means to them and what they're going to be using the money for. So, Heather, let's start, if you don't mind, telling us a little bit about what you do for the Women's Resource Center and then also what does the Women's Resource Center do? Magnificent question. So part of my role is I manage all of the foundation grants that are um, being written on behalf of the WRC, as well as all of our state and federal, and that also includes any kind of reporting, et cetera. Um, anything that is really underneath fundraising that we're asking that request in a written form. Okay. That's what the grant administrator job entails. Can I ask, because um, I just don't know what it's like to be on that other side of things, how many grants are you requesting a year, do you think? Uh, great question. So we usually have a very wide grant portfolio. It ranges between $1 million, $1.5 million, and it can look like 50 grant applications. It wow. just depends on the need that we have, Okay. any gaps in projects and funding that we have. Mm-hmm. So what, at the beginning of the year, we really take a really close look at what we're looking at as far as programming, um, wages, anything like that. Mm-hmm. We identify any need mm-hmm. and then we align ourselves with magnificent foundations like the forefront. And just, uh, you know, we just ask for um, basic needs, occupancy, um, anything survivor-centered. Okay. Generally. Yeah. Well, that's a good uh, lead into what exactly does the Women's Resource Center do up here? Great. We are a, our mission is to protect, shelter, and empower people impacted by domestic and sexual violence. We've been in the community since 1975 here in Traverse City. We have a four-region area that we serve that consists of Kalkaska, Benzie, Grand Traverse, and Leelanau counties. Mm-hmm. Our pri- we are the only service provider in that area. And just to get a gauge on how wide that is, it's roughly the size of Rhode Island, wow. which is just absolutely crazy yeah. when you think about it. Um, our role is we are the only service provider that provides any kind of ag- advocacy, counseling, emergency shelter for people who are fleeing abusive situations and need that immediate safe house. Mm -hmm. Um, And we also have a transitional housing program that acts as a bridge between our emergency shelter and long-term permanent housing. Mm -hmm. Um, 
we really like to identify ourselves as a landing pad for survivors who are in an abusive situation. Um, we have all of the basic necessities that they would need. Oftentimes, survivors are fleeing with nothing but the clothes on their back. Right. Um, we have the ability to provide food and um, any kind of personal hygiene products, uh, diapers if there are children that are accompanying survivors, which is often the case. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just really act as a place for survivors to come into um, just to start their healing journey and just to start working towards a life free from abuse and um, self-sufficiency. So, okay. And how long has the Women's Resource Center up here been operating for? Um, 1975, so over 40 years. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, just so people understand, there's there's so many different types of abuse out there, right? Some It's not always physical. It's correct? not. No, it's not. And that's uh, really a big misconception, mm-hmm. so to speak, because everybody, when you talk about abuse, everybody immediately goes to physical abuse, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Outwardly showing bruises. Um, and what people don't generally know is that it's much deeper than that. It can look like financial abuse. Often in situations, um, abusers, perpetrators will withhold finances from um, that person being abused. They have no access to any kind of financial means. They're not allowed to work. They're not allowed to leave the home. Um, That's a form of abuse. And you also take into consideration emotional and psychological as well. Anytime, any kind of gaslighting or any kind of, um, you know, Power and control. That's the very bottom layer of what domestic violence is, mm-hmm. is power and control. Any kind of power and control over another is abuse. Wow. Mm-hmm. How many women would you say um, on average in a year are you guys serving and helping? I mean, with such a wide area, I, I just can't imagine what that number looks like. Yeah, we actually, it's not just women. Oh. Um, that's another misconception. Yep. We serve women, men, children, anybody who is um, experiencing abuse in that situation. We do not turn anybody away and we serve all regardless of their gender, religion, how they identify, etc. It's great to know. Um, in our shelter, we had a Roughly between 130, 140 women and children and shelter last year. Mm. Um, so that is just residential. Non-residential, you're looking at higher between four, maybe 500 individuals calling. We do have a 24-7 crisis line, helpline. We do receive a an enormous amount of calls through that from people looking um, from anything. They need resources for a medical doctor or um, anything. It's Mm -hmm. a wide range. Um, But then there's also a large portion of those calls. I think about seven to 800 calls last year were from people in immediate crisis. Wow. And when you say immediate crisis, that means that they need help from you guys immediately. A phone call maybe just isn't going to, isn't going to do it in this situation. Correct. Life-threatening, immediate need to either flee an abuser or um, need to set up some sort of safety planning, um, anything like that. I have to ask, and I'm, I'm hoping that you're going to give this answer, um, that things are decreasing, but are we, are we seeing a decrease as awareness has grown over the years about abuse or 
in the number of cases that you guys receive, or is it increasing? It is increasing. Uh, I wish I could report that it's increasing. It's not. We've seen a very large uptick in the trends and our calls, very large percentage um, increase. Uh, I think last year it was roughly about 40% increase in in our phone calls coming in. COVID really impacted that. And we are still feeling um, just the brunt of that because people were were essentially stuck in their homes with their abusers. They couldn't flee. They couldn't have act. They didn't have access to all of the resources. And um, immediately after COVID, we saw a little bit of a dip and an immediate uptick. Oh. So um, and it just continues to rise. So I think the awareness piece is. Um, more people are becoming aware of it and more mm-hmm. people are becoming aware of the services that WRC offers. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's it's actually, um, you know, increasing our costs and in, in such. It's, it's kind of like a catch-22. Like, it, it sounds like a good thing that the awareness is there and that more people are reaching out for help. But you hate to see those numbers go up at the same Absolutely. time. Absolutely. You know, it's like a love-hate relationship. We are so fortunate and glad that the WRC is in the community to provide those resources to the people in need. Um, but it's also very heartbreaking to see the prevalence yeah. here. And, um, you know, that's something that a lot of people don't really associate with our area. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're a very popular tourist area. and Happy, sunshine, yeah, the water. The beautiful water, <laughs> yeah. the lake, um, shopping. And it's just it's not at the forefront of everybody's minds when right. they think of this area. But it is an incredible issue here. And um, it's reflected in our numbers, unfortunately. Oh, that's too bad. But thankfully, we have organizations like the Resource Center to help with that. And that's that's the important part is that you're doing that. You can't run your mission. You can't do those things without that extra support. As we were talking about, you guys are, you're applying for like upwards of 50 grants a year. Um, the Forefront Foundation grant being one of those. Can you tell me um, what were you guys looking for from the Forefront Foundation when you applied for our grant for that funding? Sure. Um, first and foremost, we just really are looking to create those collaborations and partnerships within the community so that we can work together raising awareness, um, combating domestic violence, sexual assault, which in turn leads to a safer tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and outside of that, we are experiencing an issue right now in two of the counties that we res- we serve with personal protection order service delivery fees. That is a extreme barrier for survivors accessing personal protection orders in, in sometimes potentially life-threatening situations. They just simply cannot afford that. Um, and when we approach Forefront Foundation about helping with that fee, so that survivors, it was taking that off the survivor's plate. So they did not have to worry about that. It was one less thing that they did not have to worry about. And Forefront Foundation, thankfully, it just, it's such a relief. And it's such an impactful contribution. So what did that money help with exactly in, um, in doing that and taking that off of their plate? Sure. So when a survivor comes in and requests personal protection order mm-hmm. and the personal personal protection order is granted by a judge in the respective county. Um, There is a service delivery fee for that um, PPO to be delivered to the uh, abuser. So what the Forefront Foundation is doing is they are paying that fee. It could be $50. It could be upwards to $75 per client. 
So what the Ford found, um, Front Foundation contribution is doing is it is taking that fee and it is wiping that clean for the survivor that is, is requesting that personal protection order. Because I'm sure that the last thing that a survivor wants to deal with at that po- time absolutely. is having to worry about those finances. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's like, um, you know, when a survivor, it takes about seven-ish times for a uh, for survivor to finally leave an abusive situation. And their immediate thought is, where am I going to live? How am I going to afford How this? am I going to afford groceries? Mm-hmm. How am I going to afford housing? Housing is astronomical in our area at the moment, right? <laughs> Telling me. <laughs> <laughs> it is just absolutely not. And for somebody coming out of an, an abusive relationship or a situation um, that doesn't have access to those fine, you're, you're talking about housing is absolutely impossible for that person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, anything that we can do to make their lives easier, to make um, to remove those barriers, any kind of barriers that they are experiencing when accessing those services that they need mm-hmm. is just paramount to us. And the Forefront Foundation makes that possible. And that's the kind of stuff that we really feel so passionate about. I'm so happy to hear that we can make an impact like that. And it sounds like on the surface, it's such a small thing, but when you really dig deep into it, it's huge. It is. I mean, that's huge to somebody. Yeah, it absolutely is. I mean, if you look at it and it's like you're really giving a survivor the ability to flee safely. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. You're saving lives. Yeah. The Forefront Foundation is saving lives. Their mm-hmm. members are saving lives. Um, they are making it possible for that survivor to move into just a life free from abuse. And I'm going to get a little emotional. I know you're making me, you're making me emotional. It's okay. Um, no, that, that's, that's just wonderful. It just means a lot. Um, I'm, I'm part of the committee, you know, that reads, uh, these requests and, um, it's one thing to read it, but then to sit here and talk to you about it in person, it really just puts it in perspective and hopefully listeners really hear this as well. And, And since I have you, I mean, you apply, you said, for fi- upwards of 50 grants a year. Um, I know you guys get some funding, I think, from the Women's Resource Center. Is, is it the the resale store? Is that what it's called? The Absolutely. Sh- so we have a magnificent thrift shop. We have two locations, one on US 31 and one on Airport Road. And the magnificent thing about the thrift shop enterprise for us is that one half of every purchase comes back to our mission. Wow. It goes straight into funding services for survivors. Um, so that revenue, and it's our num- it's our second source of revenue, highest source of revenue. And um, it really is a social enterprise in the community just rallies behind us. And, you know, they're dropping off the donations, they're mm-hmm. coming in, and then they're just shopping. And that is just really um, a unique feature for an organization like that. Yeah. And then in addition to that, as if it couldn't get any better than that, um, we also uh, help out the community in the form of vouchers. So if there is a community member in need that has never experienced abuse, but they are in need, they can come into the thrift store and we will give them vouchers to shop for anything, clothes, housewares. Anything. Yeah. Um, we just really believe in giving back and helping those in need. That's awesome. I've been in the thrift store. It, it's um, I've donated to it. I've shopped there even a couple times. You guys have some really amazing oh, stuff. I just picked up a magnificent set of wicker chairs. It was oh cool. So yeah, yeah. You, you, it, I mean, it's it's some of the things that come in. We have a great group of donors that come bring stuff in regularly, and it's just 
it's really cool just to see how everything operates and how just the community just gathers right around us and supports us. And yeah. so that's awesome. Um, yeah, you can you can go shopping and get something for yourself, but also feel really good about doing Absolutely. it. Absolutely, because you're, you're giving back. Yes, awesome. Um, I want to make sure that you know we also put out there too how people can help in other ways. Do you do you guys accept? you know, personal donations on a regular basis in Great some way. Great question. Yeah, so we do accept personal donations. Um, we also accept the donations, obviously, at the thrift store. We encourage people of the community to go in and, and shop because it is coming back to our mission. Um, but the biggest thing, the biggest way community members can help is by using their voice, hmm. um, raising awareness on issues that are surrounding domestic violence, sexual assault, letting people know that, hey, the WRC exists in our community. Um, their voice is probably the most powerful thing aside from bringing in a financial donation. Okay. Um, well, there. I mean, there you have it. I don't think I could say it any better way. Um, your voice, if, if you are listening right now and you think that you might be in a situation that you're questioning or you know for sure that something might be abusive, don't hesitate, right? Yeah, absolutely. Pick- Our, we have a 24-7 helpline that is operated by mag- just advocates that are so knowledgeable and helpful. Um, most of the advocates answering that have lived experience, either personal or in a family member. Um, and that phone number is 800-554-4972. You know it by heart, don't I you? I do, yeah. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Heather, anything else that you want to make sure that you touch on before we let you go today? We just want to extend our deepest gratitude for the Forefront Foundation and just their support. I, we truly do mean it when we say that you guys are saving lives, and we just truly appreciate the support. Well, thank you so much, Heather. And we are so happy to be able to connect with organizations like the Women's Resource Center. Hearing this stuff, it's it's exactly why we do what we do. We want to help the communities, and um, it just feel it it just it's it's wonderful to know that we can. It might be a small impact on the surface, but deep down, it sounds like it makes a big difference. Absolutely, absolutely, every little bit helps. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yo, tell me it's Friday. Hey, tell me it's Friday. Yo, tell me it's Friday. Tell me it's Friday. 